This is JFM Podcast. NSAS program that was funding NSAS protesters was the first to withdraw to, to close the account of a former president of a US Trump and you see when people were burning police stations and killing policemen in Nigeria during NSAS for Twitter it was about the right to protest. But when a similar thing happened on the capital, it became insurrection. You see, we are not going to be we are not going to be uh, uh, fooled by anybody. We have a country to rule and we'll do so to the best of our ability. Twitter's mission in Nigeria, give it, citing those two examples, is very suspect. Good morning to you. Thank you for staying with J101.9 FM. It is still the morning, J, and the program is Let's Talk. And the Thursday edition for today, the 12th of August 2021, is two minutes past the hour of 9 a.m. Well, you just heard from Lai Mohammed concerning uh, Twitter and, of course, what followed after the ban. Social media, the use, the misuse and abuse of social media in Nigeria is what we'll be talking about this morning. Uh, social media media is just like everything else with a good side and a bad side. Websites and applications uh, have been the order of the day lately, at least in the 21st century, that has dominated uh, technological and scientific innovation and evolution of the human species. Uh, it is a phrase uh, that gets thrown around nowadays. Uh, you know, So the question really is, what is social media? What types of websites are classified as social media websites? Uh, essentially, social media incorporates the online technology technology and methods through which people can share content, personal opinion, uh, swap different perspectives and insights into world issues, and generally discuss the evolution of the media itself. And content can come in many shapes and forms like texts, like images, like audio. We have podcasts these days. Uh, we have video sites and popular sites are ones for social networking websites that allow you create a personal profile about yourself, uh, then chat, uh, discuss, share information about uh, yourself with others such as friends and family. Now, the first recognized media site was created in 1997. 
and it enabled users to upload a profile and make friends with other users uh, since then social media has exploded in popularity sites like myspace linkedin gained prominence in the early 2000s uh, sites like photo bucket and Flickr uh, facilitated online photo sharing YouTube came about uh, in 2005 creating an entirely new way for people to communicate and share with each other across great distances and by 2006 Facebook and Twitter became available to users throughout the world. And these sites remain two of the most popular social networks on the Internet. Hmm. Well, I do subscribe to them, too. So do you agree that uh, the major disruption of the 21st century is the Internet, which gave social media the backbone? And to discuss these issues this morning, I have in the studio with me... Mr. Ben Amama and also Ujin Josie. I was still waiting on Pemwa Deshi to make it here uh, to chop on this matter with us this beautiful Thursday morning. Good morning to you, lady and gentleman. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, so talking about um, the internet being the 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 major disruption of the 21st century. Do you agree with that? Okay. Uh, I actually agree with the fact that the internet is actually the currency of the 21st century because like we all know it right now, you can't go a day without touching your phones and even the traditional media, just for example, like JFM, uh, other TV stations and radio stations rely on social networks to get and news as they break because uh, as they break rather because people just walk around anything they see they take their phones they snap or they just use the social networks as a way of uh, passing out communications and from there you know the uh, traditional media tv radio pick these things up and they eventually begin to use them to uh, uh, communicate and for example let's talk about the answers nigeria state by state when these things were going on how were we able to know it's because of the fact that people were on the ground on the field they were posting pictures they were posting videos using the hashtags and it was uh, from things like that that some of the tv and radio stations were able to get real-time updates mm. so yeah it's actually a very very good thing in fact social networks are the in thing right now yay social networks are the end thing for good for bad for will or for woe now when we talk about um globalization you know what role does social media play let's hear from you ujin Josie. okay um thank you so much for the uh, question let me just add, um <laughs> mr amama ben benedict is a digital marketing business consultant and social media specialist and also ujin Josie. uh she is a content creator and a storyteller or a story writer. Which one do I go with? Storyteller. Storyteller. All right. Thank you for joining us again. So yeah. let's hear from you. Uh, the role social media is playing uh, in globalization. Okay. Um, um, I, I would love to say that social media has become the global connector in this dispensation and time where you have people connecting from various parts of the globe, not just connecting, engaging, meaningful engagement, as well as having 
drives and interactions that bring about social change and impact in various communities, regardless of their distances and um, backgrounds, so to say. So you get to have, uh, let's take uh, the, the Twitter social media handle, for instance. It's like a connectivity point for people from various walks of life. And then I've seen how that has enabled a lot of people connect with major investors like socialpreneurs across various countries of the world. And that notwithstanding, it has become like the in thing, like um, Benny just mentioned. Um, social media has become... Um, a great network that has bettered lots of net worth for people. Mm, now you just use the new word socialpreneur. Yes. That is very trendy and new. So tell us who is a, or what is a socialpreneur? Okay. Um, a socialpreneur is a person who uses gadgets, technological gadgets or tools for social impact or to drive social impact and even earn in the process. Majorly, you have people like uh, brand influencers, you have people like content developers, you have digital marketers who use digital tools to sell products, services, influence for brands and all that. So that, in quotes, is a socialpreneur. Hmm. Interesting one. Okay, so um, in the in Nigeria, by the third quarter now of 2020, that is last year, social media users reached 28 million. So how has social media affected you, Mr. Ben Amama? That's aside from its networking and uh, communication abilities, what other advantages has social media brought uh, that you can talk about? Okay, um... First off, I have actually benefited so much from social media because I'm um, actually some of those things she mentioned. You know, people who use uh, those platforms to be able to do uh, marketing, you know, for brand businesses, as well as making it easier for us to be able to get in touch with uh, people like service providers. Take, for instance, the MTNs, the banks, even GFM, for example. I believe I was listening to you on air earlier and you were like, uh, Facebook, you pick up comments from Facebook and read, you know, live on the show. So if you don't have an option to call, you know, you can actually, if you're from any part of the world, you can actually drop uh, your comments or whatever it is, your opinion or question, and it could be picked right here in the station because you probably can, cannot be able to call from a country outside, you know, Nigeria or Plateau State. So that's actually one of the, it makes it easier for people to be able to connect with whoever they want to connect, maybe a business, a radio station, a TV station. It also makes it easier for us to be able to have the issues we have with our banks, with our telcos, for example, to be solved, you know, on the go. It also can be used as, uh, you know, platforms for advocacy. For example, the NSAS movement thing was hugely powered by social media. You had people from all over the world, celebrities, some presidents, joining that particular cause, the Beyonces, the Puff Daddies, there are so many, too numerous to mention, you know, and you could see other campaigns going on in diaspora, and this was only possible using the social media, you know, and like I said, it makes uh, it easy for uh, us to be able to get uh, information and get you know, fetch data in real time because the social media is always, it never sleeps. 
you it never sleeps. It's always there 24 hours on the go. Some persons get tired, they go to bed, they go about doing their businesses. Some other persons, you know, jump on it and they keep on doing that. She also talked about the fact that, you know, people can be able to interact. People can also learn using the social media. You see uh, brands, you see uh, professionals, you see experts using these platforms to dish out insights to dish out tips and a lot of communications a lot of government announcements are also made on social media and you see updates take for example the nigerian army too whenever they have some uh, issues with uh, uh, communications with people or maybe misunderstandings to sort they use the social media whenever they are able to uh, you know hit on these uh, insurgents or the come out victorious. They use the social media to be able to pass out these communications. Then sometimes also, you know, uh, uh, just because of the fact that you want to verify something. In fact, Donald Trump, before Twitter and Facebook, you know, uh, disabled him from these platforms, most of his announcements he was making comes from Twitter first before the White House picks it and puts it in probably TVs and radios. You understand? So it's the fastest means of communication. In fact, today, all of us, like as I'm talking to you right now, I'm a Chelsea fan, for example. You are just waiting on when Chelsea will announce Lukaku, for example. He's a striker we just uh, agreed times with. So you see, we don't wait to always go on TV, Sky News, CNN, and the likes. It's when these things are passed on social networks that the TV and radio speak it. There's a guy called uh, Fabri uh, Fabrizio Romano. So what he does is that he's always giving spot updates on Twitter. The moment Fabrizio drops a content, TVs, radios, sport channels all over the world will pick it. And in five minutes, it's trending worldwide. So you see, sometimes you can actually get verified information from these people. So it has actually saved a whole lot of persons. And like I said, there's more good to social media than bad. And yes, it can also be used to counter fake news. If there are a lot of things going around and it's not actually correct, just one verified handle coming out to debunk all of this information can actually, you know, uh, put a stop to all of those things. And you can also... Uh, you know probably about times where some persons were said to be dead and it turned out to be a hoax. So all these things can actually be put, uh, the real communications can be put out on social media. Take for example, honestly I didn't even know about the death of a Nollywood uh, superstar Rachel Oniga who died uh, I think less than two weeks ago. It was on social media and you could see some of our Nollywood stars coming out to say that they were actually shocked, they got the news on social media. So the, the, the social media has actually made the world a global village. People can even do research easier right now. Mm. You understand? Like it's it's it's. I can just send maybe a mutual, for example. Now, okay, please, can you be able to help me? This is it. Just pass that thing, or they give you a link. Go check this link, or you can do your communications via DM and stuff like that. And it's easier. But you know, like I said, TV and radio are limited. In fact, every TV, and that's actually why uh, right now I want to commend GFM because I think on the plateau. It's, I think it's the biggest radio station right now because you guys are making sure that you give real-time updates on radio and on social media. I check your Facebook, I check your Twitter, you know, you see real-time updates. So it helps people from all over the world to be able to catch up with what's going on live. Well, we haven't show. been using our Twitter. <laughs> yes, yes. But all Facebook right. is um, So let's really talk about um, Ujin Jossi. Let's talk about uh, the, what untapped opportunities still lay in social media because for most people, they just use it to charts. I mean, is there more that you can do with social media besides just networking or just, I'm not even sure what type of networking is going on Orange. on social media, but I mean, most people just chat. So how are you? I mean, you could just do that normal <laughs> phone, phone call calls. and text, you know. So what other untapped opportunities lay for the youth? Because uh, well, today is World Youth Day yeah. and we know that when it comes to social media, it's mostly the youth who are involved in that. 
Um, okay, so so the thing is, there are actually lots of. I see the social media as a gold mine, hmm. and it takes it takes great miners to really dig deeper and get untapped resources from that gold mine. Now, take for instance, you have um, lots of volunteering opportunities. And they come via social media most times for lots which I've got to engage or involve myself with. Another thing is social media has given me the opportunity to study online with affiliate universities outside that. At the end of the day, you just pay a token to get your certificate shipped down to you here and it goes a long way when people get to, to to go through your resume or your cv and then get to see that when did you go to okay when did you go to the uk or when did you go to the us when, when did you go to canada to study and stuff so that's like one of the cause of social media again there are a lot of funding opportunities that are being shared on social media spaces uh, you, you talk about like um of recent, there was this um, EU Connectors funding that was made open to a lot of people that have utilized the social media space to bring about social change and impact in their various communities. And these this people got to know about these things from where? From the social media. And then these people that are giving access to this funding had to follow through they don't know they don't know most of these influencers take for instance but they had to go through their works on social media now social media as i say has become the new resume anyone will ever have so whatever you do your social uh, impact panel your social panel like whatever you use the social media space to do make sure that whatever content you're dropping there are very valid and solid because you don't know who is watching like they say the walls have ears i would like to tell people that the social media has eyes hmm. and so that the people should be very careful what they drop on their hands definitely course, you don't know who you'll be in the future you and you don't know who, who is, is following through with hmm. all your works and the things you do especially the content the kind of en en conversations you engage yourself in even banter sometimes Times, you'll be so surprised that you have someone that's has really giving a mark on you and just one wrong or abusive conversation you get to involve yourself you would divulge all of that interesting yeah okay now uh, let's look at um the influencer, the marketing, the social influencers. What is this about? Lately, that has also become a buzzword. Yeah. That is, uh, social influencers. What is this about? What's the main goal? And let's talk about that. Mr. Ben. Okay. Uh, a social media influencer is a person who has built a level of influence around his social media platforms. So whether Twitter, whether Instagram, whether YouTube, uh, whether LinkedIn, these people have a a level of authority in their communities and by communities what i'm talking about i'm talking about for example twitter their virtual communities their virtual communities so their followers actually make up the communities for example say my twitter followers those are the people who make up my twitter community on facebook my facebook friends if i have a page my facebook followers if i have a group or groups or pages my facebook groups you understand the members the followers my friends all together make up my social media uh, community, but for Facebook now, those guys make up my 
Facebook community. So if I am able to put out a communication or put out a content and I'm able to draw reactions, for example, or I'm able to get them to take action, then that gives me a level of influence. For example, now you see somebody telling you that, ah, one of the reasons why I don't post is because anytime I post, nobody's liking my content. Or if I ask a question, no one is answering me, things like that. So we have different types of social media influencers. We have the nano-influencers, which are the really very small. By small, what I mean is that they don't have that much following. You know, then we have the micro-influencers, those that the following is kind of reasonable. They are able to do uh, put out content and able to get people to take action or put out communications that draw reactions or shares or comments, likes, you know, things like that. Then you have the influencers, you understand, that's like the us, for example, now, where uh, we put out communications, people take action, you know, actually can trend, whether on Twitter, make things go viral on social networks then you have the super influencers or you have the celebrity influencers for example people like the celebrities you know whiskey davidos ronaldo these are all influencers yes they are celebrities but at the same time they are also influencers in fact one of the biggest influencers right now in fact on twitter barack obama has the most number of followers on twitter he is an mm. influencer yeah he is an influencer but the biggest influencer in the whole world on social media and uh, social networks is ronaldo cristiano ronaldo he has over half a billion followers on social media so you see he is a super influencer on you don't want to know what he he actually builds clients for just one instagram post in fact this uh, ronaldo makes more money from instagram than football if he decides to sit down today and say i'm not playing football again he's still making a whole lot of money from social media so this is where the influencing comes on and, and that's why for example when uh some a few years ago when one of the general girls the twin girls i don't know if it was if it was kylie or uh is it kylie i've forgotten the other mm. one's name she said something about snapchat she stopped using snapchat and they lost a whole lot of billions that social platform then we saw recently during the euros where ronaldo replaced a bottle of coke with water because it doesn't take anything carbonated it takes water you know so the moment ronaldo did that coca-cola lost in just three days uh they lost about i think was it three or four billion yes they lost four billion dollars well, Nigeria businesses may have lost 150.46 billion naira. That is 366.88 million dollars yes. since the federal government's ban on Twitter took effect in the country on yes. June 5. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Mm -hmm. So you see, these are the things that uh, uh, banning Twitter has cost us. Because, for example, now the whole brands have been communi communicating with us on the low. What are we going to do now that they've banned us? A lot of brands want to keep on with their communications and campaigns, but they can't because, you know, the federal government has actually guarded the media and NBC is there to enforce these laws. So if you go do things you're not supposed to do, you may get on the bad side or on the wrong side of the government and nobody wants to risk that, you understand? So, yes, Nigeria has lost a whole lot of money because ads are no more running the way they should run. And right now, ads work faster on social networks because some persons do not have access to TV and radio. For example, if I'm not in just, I cannot be able to get you guys mm. unless I go to your social networks and then I keep up with what's happening or I go to your radio, say life, that's your internet radio or something. So banning Twitter has cost Nigeria a whole lot of losses. You know, so in fact, according to um, uh, according to the tool that's NetBlocks, yeah. uh, it costs Nigeria's economy a hundred and two point seven seven million every hour. Exactly. 
every exactly. hour because yes. of the ban That's on Twitter. That's how powerful Twitter is. That is why right now, you know, Donald Trump, before he lost the election, all those tweets, or when he was president, one tweet, one tweet can send the whole world shaking. Just one tweet from Donald Trump. So you see, and that thing, let me use, an, let me give an example uh, right now. You know that right now the whole world is going crypto. Mm. Cryptocurrency is the digital currency. Elon Musk, there was this time he made a statement on Twitter and it affected, it affected uh, 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 Bitcoin. You know, miners, he spoke about uh, uh, mining. I know you may not know much about that, but then, you know, when you mine Bitcoin, it consumes a whole lot of energy because they spend so much hours, you know, using energy to be able to mine these things. You understand? So when he, now he uses Dogecoin, there's a coin called Dogecoin. So he was trying to get people to switch to Dogecoin okay because he said bitcoin consumes a whole lot of electricity uh, uh, energy because he was saying tesla is moving away from bitcoin and all that so it actually caused a whole lot of problems and he drew a lot of enemies that period so you see this is the power of social networks the influence that one person or a certain number of persons can have do you understand that can actually affect the course of things so that's why right now even the businesses are suffering in Nigeria, and that's why, like you said, this, it has actually cost Nigeria, I think, about 150 billion since the ban. Hmm. Yeah. Well, with great power comes great responsibility. And we've seen social media websites uh, have had to come up with rules and regulations guiding the, their applications with penalties uh, like suspensions, outright ban, like we talked about Donald Trump's case to ensure sane platforms. I've even seen uh, some platforms uh, concerning Plato State. And when I went through it, I was like, oh my God, who mm. is monitoring what is going on? Mm. Because it's just full of hate speech yeah. back to back. Okay. That is, I think, the beautiful Plato. Somebody needs to check what is going wow. on okay. in that platform. And... Um, well, this responsibility, of course, must be daunting because uh, almost, uh, they say, leading to interference in politics and national affairs. Uh, we have social media activists yeah. these days, too. So, I mean, of course, most notable uh, instance was in January 2021 when the former president of the United States of America, Donald Trump, uh, was banned for his tweets after the violence that broke out in Capitol, which led to uh, death of four civilians and a police officer. Uh, he was the most active president president on Twitter as far as I know yeah, yeah. because he tweets by himself yeah, nobody's right. managing so, his handle for him right. so many say Twitter is an intellectual platform mm. also do you agree 100% mm. yeah as opposed to Facebook it's actually very correct because the truth is go and check Facebook how many people the reason why Twitter is that or is said to be that is because it's a micro blogging platform so you could just say what you want to say you could post a hundred in fact when Twitter does start it we are able to post a hundred tweets in an hour. That's what we used to do. That's what we used to do back in the day. You know. So sometimes you see people posting a thousand contents every day. You can't do that on Facebook. You can't. I don't know how it works, but I don't even think I've ever posted up to twenty posts on Facebook in my life. But on Twitter, I can tell you categorically that there were times where we used to even count. But a lot of people I, on the plateau use Facebook. They subscribe to Facebook more yeah, than Twitter. I don't yeah, know why. You know, on Twitter, like she said, people make money on Twitter. People can so be does able this to mean online. that the youth on the plateau are not making money or just, I don't know, using social media for the sake of it? Okay, uh, okay. Ujina, <laughs> I'll allow you respond. <laughs> because <laughs> even on our uh, media handles, I know yeah. when our Twitter was still active, you'd yeah. hardly see comments there. But on our Facebook handle, everybody is there. Yeah. You know, everybody's on Facebook. Everybody's you know, the Facebook thing is... Um, the the rule of um, um, first entry yeah. actually played out 
on that point where you have lots of people the first social media handle a lot of people got introduced to was, was facebook, facebook. Okay. so that influences the number of people you see actively engaged on facebook but now this is this is the difference with facebook between facebook and twitter okay so face uh, twitter has a way of making your posts or your engagements get very far in a very short period of time and then facebook has its restrictions in the sense that it's just people belonging to your community your immediate facebook community that gets to be involved but twitter doesn't have restrictions as to who or where your post reaches and that to a great extent is what makes it a little bit ahead mm. of Facebook. All um, right, your posts can go viral. Yes. Yeah, you see this thing called trending topics. It's very important. There are people who just go check what's trending. In fact, I don't know if that's how some of you draw your your like your news on radio and TV because you go, oh, what's trending? I just check it and I just see, okay, things. This is what's happening. If something starts trending and if my tweet was picked out by the algorithms. People from all over the world, even whether Nigeria or outside, they even get some. It goes global. It goes global. Mm. So that's why Twitter is, 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 you know, better and preferred. All right. Well, still uh, talking about um, social media regulations, Mm. uh, social media applications not only took down um, uh, Trump's alleged uh, instigation, but also banned him from the applications. Facebook banned the ex-president for two years while Twitter banned him permanently. Hmm. Now, uh, this same thing we have seen uh, play out, of course, as some have, have seen it as an interference in political affairs. Uh, we saw something similar play out in Nigeria when the tweet of, the tweet of Buhari was deleted, as um, reported like uh, by users. Two days after the president uh, tweeted, his tweet was reported and um, an indefinite suspension was announced by uh, the Minister of Information and Culture, led, uh, led by Lai Mohammed. Uh, how do you react to this? Do you agree uh, with the take? I mean, they said some of the reasons was uh, they cited fake news, threat to national security, misinformation, spread of racist and false messages capable of leading to loss of lives as reasons for their Twitter ban and also um, Jack Dorsey's uh, role that he played during the NSARS uh, protest that I believe that was most of their reasons for banning Twitter what do you say to that? You know when a, a people in charge of a system have failed and failed its system there is every reason for them to bring up whatever it takes to foster their claims now i i don't see how twitter has propounded or propagated such level or height of abuse right it's not trans or or louts that are actually handling those communications or leading those conversations you have someone like aisha yusufu for instance that's a well-educated and cultured woman who knows what it is or what it means to actually run a successful system now the government or i'll say from their speculations they already scared that the now generation were already standing up to themselves and asking questions that a lot of people in in the old are not willing or were not willing to ask of course that accountability to the 
to the, to the peak of it. If you don't get to hold these people accountable, how do you expect to have a working system? Now, that was accountability being thrown out in the open. And instead of getting to a point of proper communication and engagement, which I believe dialogue would have gone a long way to resolve this amicably, you choose to use your veto powers to hamper the process or the progress of a thing that is already bringing the world's attention to your fallibility. Not as though it was intended to tarnish the image of the Nigerian government, but to bring everyone to the point of accountability. Now, the youth through the, the NTAS protest and the use of Twitter as it is has forced a lot of them to come to the decision table or rather to the accountability table to ask to, to be asked certain questions that they will for no reason would want to give answers to. Hmm. So that's actually my take on, on this note. Dialogue would have resolved this, not abuse of power, as I see it. You see it as abuse of power. Well, the AGF asks people not to tweet. If they tweet, they will be persecuted. And uh, many are asking, is that violation of freedom of expression? And of course, this sparked outrage. Many allege that government is using uh, these uh, measures to stifle free speech and effort to read citizens of a platform to express themselves. The phone lines are open. 90 places, 99 and 090-988-48848. This morning, we're talking about the use, misuse, and abuse of social media. The federal government cited fake news, threat to national security, misinformation, spread of racist and false messages capable of leading to loss of lives as reason for the Twitter ban. Do you agree with the government's reason for the ban? What other solutions could government have explored besides ban? How has Twitter ban affected you positively or negatively? And what is your take on the role Twitter played in the hashtag NSAS anti-police brutality in 2020. Hello and good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning to you and welcome. Thank you very much. My name is Sadiq Kumar. I'm calling from TT and T Junction. Welcome, Sadiq Kumar. Yes, I want, I want to comment your guests. They have spoken well. But when we check the impact of social media, the advantage is more than the disadvantage. Even the, the government have laid on their raises of, of uh, bringing, uh, uh, let's say, rules or regulate the social media. But when we look at the fake news now, everybody that reads news in social media knows the source of the news. And do you know that if the news is just from an individual, everybody knows where the news is coming from. And every fake news that was in the social media, everybody that read it, everybody would be passing the information, this news is fake, this news is fake. I relating it to the Twitter. You know that Twitter is a very, very good media where information is sourced without, with a short period of time. Because in Twitter, you will see that you will get an information that you will hear it for a very long time before you even hear it on the news or even the other uh, news uh, company will, will, will bring it out. That said that the media have more impact because there are some people that they are earning from this media. At a distance. But the government is supposed to look at it. There is more uh, opportunity, job opportunity in social media as of now than the, the, the bad thing that is, uh, the, the, is sharing. 
because regulating social media is very good, but how are we going to, what is the definition of regulating the social media? We cannot just call, come on your own and upload something that will bring problem on social media and you'll be thinking that government will leave it. We are in a high technology. How is government tracing those that are being stealing phones through through tracking? So the government should use another means of sourcing all these kind of fake news from the real news so that everybody will know that is affecting the people. Thank you very much, Sadiq Omar from TT and T Junction. Good to have your input. The phone lines are open and you can also find us on facebook.com forward slash JFM Jaws 090-556-4 places 99. Hello. Hello. Hello, good morning. It's good really, morning. I don't know, calling from Rancher. Good morning to our guests there. They are talking very well. Well, I want to say this, the importance of the social media, I mean, the advantages outweighs these disadvantages. Let me tell you something. The ban on Twitter on 5th June uh, 2021, who lost? Were the ones that lost out. I, uh, the story I was following, they said that the youth, the, the youth empowerment rating, you know, today's youth in, uh, day, they said that's the youth empowerment rating. They said Nigerian rated very low, you know, mm-hmm. about is it 161 or so out of is it 191 or so in uh, the countries. So you can imagine it. Many youths are on this Twitter. They use it. People think it's only just tweeting about uh, fake news or not fake news. Many of them are on it. They earn a living from it. And then the government shut it down. Why? Because of uh, selfish reasons and because we have uh, weak institutions. Then I can tell you for free. If Trump, if Trump, if US, if you, the United States of America had weak institutions, put me anywhere, Trump would do what uh, they, they, we did in Nigeria. You know? He had no opportunity to do it. That was why. You know, he's a roaring lion. But his institution checked him. He put him in check. He was like in chains. That was why when it happened in Nigeria, you know, he does his heart off for Nigeria. Because he knows he have weak institutions. He was, he was being sarcastic. That is just the truth. People are thinking that Trump went to... I mean, looking at the whole thing from a mega point of view. It's because his institutions are checking him. If we have some institutions, that Buhari Street, bringing down Buhari Street, would not have led to shutting down Twitter in the first instance. Now, they, they, I had I listened to Lai Mohammed. They have discovered that they have, you know, taken a rope to hang, hang themselves. If that ban continues, we are the ones losing now. They know it, but they don't want to admit it. And then what kind of ban is that? Any any law you have that cannot be universally applied doesn't make sense. Many of the big shots, we are still tweeting. We are still tweeting even from Nigeria. What are you talking about? So it's, it's just a useless measure just to show that they, they, they are on top, you know, they, they, they are the home of themselves, they can do whatever they like, but they cannot guard us, they can't guard us. After that, what happened? Are people not talking? We'll continue to talk until things start changing. If they want us to change, let them change, let them give us good governance. Look at doctors are still on strike now. Uh, look at it, you can imagine. It's only in Nigeria. Doctors will be on strike for how many, going, going getting to two weeks, and they don't care. They are all bluffing. Thank you for your time this morning, Radio Mama, Madamada. Well, uh, well, a lot of Nigerians are not pleased, and I feel uh, they feel sorry. Uh, a lot of Nigerians feel perhaps the government could have used another means to uh, wade into this matter besides a ban. Let's take another phone call and get back to the conversation. Hello. Good morning. Welcome, Madam Queen. Thank you. Good morning. You see, the federal government is afraid of something. They are afraid of 
the, the knowledge of their failure is spreading through social media. And that is what they don't want. If they are afraid of this, they should do better. They should do what is expected of them. And not to, to, to try to silence Nigeria because the world has gone global. There is no way they can silence the voice of Nigeria. Because if you close this way, there is another way that the, the, the voice of Nigeria will be out. And very strongly. So they cannot stop us. They cannot close our mouth. They never remember that a lot of Nigerians were making their living. From, from, from that social media, and they decide to close it down just because of their selfishness. And the, 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 the issue is that Nigerians are already aware of all these things. Whether they are allowed to say it or not, in one way or the other, the news is coming. So they should do what is expected of them. That is my own. Because Job said that what I care most is coming after me. What they are afraid of will definitely come after them. Thank you, Madam Queen. We appreciate your input. So let's get back to the conversation, ladies and gentlemen. Now, um, COVID-19 uh, took a toll on people financially, and uh, many do business on Twitter, as we've rightly noted. Uh, should, so should the government have taken this into consideration? I mean, how is this affecting unemployment? The unemployment rate in Nigeria grew from 27.1% in the second quarter of 2020 to 33.3% by the end of the year. And I know that perhaps by now the figures must have jumped again. So, you know, what is the, how is the IT sector faring now without Twitter, being that that is the main platform people used to do business? Okay. Um, the truth is we are already very, very unemployed. I mean, youths, like you just rightly said now, it grew from, I think, 21% to 33 mm, 2020. I can tell you that a whole lot of youths work or, you know, make sort of passive income or full-time income from Twitter. Some youths are social media uh, managers. Some youths use the social media for campaigns. Some youths use the social media for advertising, you know. And these things have actually been crippled I'm talking about Twitter specifically. I have a whole lot of influencer friends and people in their thousands, tens of thousands that are not on Facebook. They rely solely on Twitter. You know, so imagine putting up this ban in Nigeria right now. You can a lot of people have lost their Twitter. If your Twitter was logged out during the ban, you cannot be able to log in. You can only log in when the ban is lifted because phone numbers do not work. You understand? Because people using VPN and proxies cannot be able to use Nigerian lines because they are not using the 234. It won't work in Nigeria. You understand? So I can say again that tens of thousands of Nigerians lost their jobs. Because trust me, a lot of brands use content creators, use people who understand you know, the brand stone to be able to handle their social media platforms for them. And because these things have been put, you know, the platform has been banned or suspended temporarily, you know, indefinitely, these people cannot be able to find a job. So they've gone back from being employed to unemployed, you understand? And they are now roaming the streets. I know a lot of people who are frustrated right now, do you understand? Like, we have this community of influencers, and we talk about this, like, every now and then. Some of these people have families. Both the man, I know someone, an influencer, who is a Twitter influencer, basically. His wife is also a Twitter influencer. That's the only way they make a living. You understand? Now you've 
rendered this man and this lady or the man and wife unemployed or the family yes so if we do not find a way to be able to uh, um, find better ways to be able to handle these issues, do you understand? You just keep creating more problems than solving these problems. Well, the Nigerian government has often toyed with the idea of regulating social media in the country, and uh, this administration uh, seems a little obsessed with the idea. Uh, so, well, did Twitter play a big role in the NSAR's uh, anti-police brutality protests in 2020? Many say demonstrations were mostly organized on the platform, and the company CEO, Jack Dorsey showed support by tweeting links to websites where people uh, can donate to keep the protest going. That is uh, influencing, you know, or participating in, you know, politics. So Mr. Dorsey in his tweets called for donations, retweeted a tweet from at feminist underscore co, uh, the official Twitter handle of a group of Nigerian feminists fighting against injustice by SARS through peaceful protests, fundraising, and social media organizations. A special emoji was also created for the protest. So, I mean, obviously the youths viewed Twitter different from how the government viewed it at that time. Yes, they certainly. Saw it, mm. So, well, um, Nigeria insisting that Twitter should register, and we've seen laws in Europe, in the UK, uh, regulating social media. Uh, for instance, from April 2020, the UK said going to be, there was going to be a digital taxation uh, for all social media operators uh, from anywhere, as long as their profits and revenue are made in the UK. So um, they are demanding 2% of their gross domestic income. Yes, and so um, some analysts would argue that uh, if the president, uh, I mean, if, he, if he's saying they should register, is that such a bad thing? Perhaps we could make some money for the country from that, from, from Twitter registering. What is your take on that? Um, well, personally, for me, I think that's not too bad. And um, for organized countries such as the UK and its likes, having this kind of uh, um, statutory provisions or laws in place helps them to not just grow as a people, but bring about order in terms of operations of such um, social networks around or in their communities or domiciled in their countries. Now, this is where I keep insisting that dialogue will go a long way to do much for us as a country and as a people than abusing certain powers bestowed on us by the same people being governed by being governed. Okay, so if the government had insisted, okay, this is what we want or this is our request or we're making such requisition from Twitter, Facebook and the likes, they know they have a market in Nigeria. They know. And there's no way they'll actually let that slide. The best they can do is get to agreement terms with the government of Nigeria. And then that in its own self will grant us enough revenue as a people. Now, taking um, the bull by the balls because you are in the position of power, just so you prove a point, has really cost us much losses that can ever be envisaged as a country. You know, with the advent of COVID-19, you know, initially when the pandemic started, people would post anything about the pandemic. But now you see that if you post anything about COVID-19, a post follows, uh, something follows, yeah. some writing follows. Yeah, a notification. Know, yes, a notification follows. So perhaps we could have done that. And maybe uh, the government 
too could have you know used still information to counter disinformation yeah uh, you know it's it's still very not out of place if the government can succinctly put certain things you know witticism in its own self has a way of saving us a lot if we can involve or indulge it but most times you have people that are too quick to take certain actions because they are too afraid it's not going to be in my favor and then you tend to do what will suit you as a person but no i feel the right thing to be done is to have dialogued with these people they, 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 of course they are stakeholders as long as your country is concerned so why don't you get them to the table and have these conversations well the federal government on wednesday said that twitter has agreed to open its office in nigeria in 2022 how many months away from now and uh, the minister of information and culture lai mohammed made this known after briefing state house correspondents at the end of the virtual federal executive council meeting fact he explained that the federal government's engagement with twitter has been extremely positive without any acrimony the minister said in quotes we have made it clear what we want from twitter the end for amicable resolution is very much in sight. We appreciate the patience of Nigerians. I want to assure you that we have made very tremendous progress. We have met with Twitter both physically and in writing. We are almost there. They, Twitter, have shown a lot of flexibility. The conversation has not been acrimonious. Mohammed added that although there are about three or four areas uh, the two were yet to reach an agreement, Twitter has agreed to open office in the country in 2022. Is that good news? To an extent, it is. Mm, well, we don't know what the new rules will be after they come back to the country. And another news here in Daily Post says the federal government banned Twitter on June 4, 2021, ordering all internet service providers to suspend access. And uh, those of us in the field for 30 months who went through the war will treat them in the language they understand. Of course, that is what uh, the president wrote that brought about the ban. And billions of Naira uh, of Nigerian officials claim uh, have been expended to help or burn and mostly rural dwellers cope with COVID-19 effects. Well, so much uh, going on in the news concerning that. Now, what is the future to you of social media and networking? Is it here to stay? As long as I can say this, it has come to stay. And I, 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 I still want to insist that social networks, social media has become the new gold mine where people's net worth will be be getting will get to be valued at okay so it's not something that it's going back technology is helping it advance with time and people are evolving social media is evolving so if you take a look at facebook you get to find some new features that were not there before now it helps you to engage better express yourself better using emojis and the likes and there are question platforms that you get quick responses to okay so it has come to stay social media is your new gold mine mr ben Okay, yes, uh, social media is going to be here for as long as the world continues to be here. Yeah. It's the new cool. Social mm. media is, is the new era we are in right now, whether we like it or not. And you see, just like you rightly said, the Nigerian government will eventually get to a point where they will have to have an agreement with Twitter. Do I feel like the coming of Twitter to Nigeria is a good thing? Yes, but I also feel that they were bullied into coming to Nigeria because they had to give them the terms and conditions, terms of reference and all that. But yes, it's a good thing. But I also feel that even if they eventually leave this ban, 
people should be allowed to express themselves. Yes, we should cop hate speech. Yes, we should. Twitter already has a natural way of, you know, deleting tweets or suspending accounts. It happens naturally, but it should not be that, okay, one side of the divide has the power to be able to say whatever they want to say, and the other side of the divide does not have the power to say anything. If the youth are actually clamoring for better governance or calling the government out, or trying to hold them accountable, you say it's hate speech. But if it's coming from the other end, and, you know, we cannot be able to say anything because the award is law. So I think there should be, like you said, a balance where mm. things that are not meant to be on social media should be checked. And at the same time, just like you also said about Trump, we should have specialized institutions that can actually hold users you know, uh, 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 accountable, even if it's from the presidency or even if it's from the FG or the Nigerian youth, they can actually set up panels of inquiries, whether digital, I mean, virtually or physically, where if you put something that can threaten national security, you can actually be asked why this, why this, why that, without any, you know, gainsaying fear or favor or anything that mm. do not start sending the DSS after you. All right. And now talking about the World Youth Day, uh, let's just take a look at that. That's uh, World Youth Day 2021. And, um, well, uh, it's observed August 12th. And on this day, governments and citizens around the world come together to recognize and bring attention to the problems faced by the youth. And so um, what is your take? I mean, the youth population, is government doing enough to engage the almost 60 to 70% of Nigerian youths that make up our population? That is positive engagement, the high unemployment and entrepreneurship, which of course, most of it, as you said, a lot of it has been going on on Twitter. What do you have to say to the youths on a day like this? Um, dear youths, on a day like this, I still want to let you know that your hustle is still valid. And then you should know that we hope for a better system where all of our innovative thoughts and uh, motions get to be put in place that you get to find better expression with time, regardless of what or who believes you or, or not. Okay, so everything you get to do as a youth, your contribution to community, immediate and extended communities goes a long way. And I want to say you shouldn't relent on that. Okay, Mr. Ben. Okay, yeah, dear youths, I also want to say let's just keep our eyes on the prize, okay? Let's just keep using these platforms to be able to do more good than harm in our generation, okay? I know there are different generations, but in this generation, in this current now, do you understand? Let's try as much as possible to be able to be agents of change. Let's be change makers. Let's always do things on the positive. Let's try as much as possible to reduce hate speeches. Yes, we can pass out uh, the correct kinds of narratives, but at the same time, let's reduce things that would lead to violence let's reduce things that can actually bring harm or like they say probably national security mm. if you feel a government official is not doing well you can subtly put out these things yes on social media but don't go about calling them names or insulting their generations that's not nice All right. so let's Thank just keep so being much. responsible now, the theme of international youth day 2021 is transforming food systems youth innovation for human and planetary health with the aim of highlighting that the success of such a global efforts will not be achieved without the meaningful participation 
of the young. I mean, young people cannot do it on their own. They need allies to make sure that they are engaged, included, and understood. And also, uh, we need to guarantee young people a seat at the table as we build a world based on inclusive, fair, and sustainable development for all. On our feedback handle, Eric Nyam is saying, I will say how many countries have been destabilized as a result of the usage of Twitter, the eyes of that, the eyes that Nigeria looks at things is questionable. Nandom Wiep is saying, small and medium-sized Nigerian businesses have been particularly affected as they rely on Twitter to raise awareness of their brands and for customer service and other engagements. According to Telepaper, Nigeria's e-commerce sector has lost over 2 billion naira since a daily since the ban as businesses have been severely uh, cut uh, their operations to or stop them completely, otherwise uh, risking potential fines and arrests. These losses put uh, added pressure on an already volatile Nigerian economy as unemployment rates reach 35% among the world's highest, particularly affecting the youth. No, I won't agree with the ban because I didn't see any bad in that. Government should not or even go close to the matter at all. Uh, Don Jimmy is saying, as for me, problem of Nigeria is not Twitter. This so-called APC are has failed us. The cup will soon be full. Good morning. Well, get your get your PVC. Amin Abdullahi is saying, uh, Twitter played a big role in bringing insecurity in Nigeria. Example, the answers caused a, a lot of problems. Secondly, the issue of Biafra also bring the divide of the country. Loss of lives and property. Uh, well, this is Amin Abdullahi. Dimas Bala is saying, Twitter has been in existence long before now. The reason why Twitter was banned was not because of misinformation, but because of threats to national security. But it was as a result of Mr. President's post, deleted simple youth in Nigeria should wake up and get ready in 2023 not to be used as tools for violence. That is my message to the Nigerian youth. And we leave it here this morning. And this is the last edition, the last edition for this week for the program. Let's talk. I hope that you have been educated, informed and entertained this beautiful 12th day of August 2021. I remain yours truly, Zoe Machunga. Up next comes the news top of the hour and after that, the midday show with Ogidibo. Keep having a beautiful day and remember COVID-19 is real. Take all protocols serious. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcasts. 